guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. And so sure enough, when I got to college... um, I didn't just gain 15 pounds, I gained 20 pounds. And I I broke my ankle the second week I was there, but instead of just like help like just loving myself and like understanding like Morgan you literally can't walk. <laughs> you can't run. Like it's okay to just give yourself grace in this time and just you know, love yourself, but I I didn't. I felt so guilty like I just insisted to everybody, I was like, no, I'm still going to be like totally fit during this time. I'm going to do all these ab workouts and, you know, exercise in the ways that I can. None of which ever happened because I hate ab workouts. So why, why would I ever do that? But yeah, it was, it was not good. And I also tended to eat a lot when I was extremely emotional or going through difficult transition periods in my life, whether that was difficult breakups or especially freshman year of college. Um, There were just a lot of stressors involved in that year. And so I distinctly remember some nights when I was bored or when I was lonely, I would go down to the vending machine in my dorm and I would just buy so much food. Like, I would buy all of these sweets and it was like, I would hide them in my arms and like go upstairs, like so ashamed of myself, like walk upstairs, like trying to hide all of this food and just like lay in my bed, watch Netflix and just eat and eat and eat and eat. And it got so bad that, um, yeah, like I said, I gained like 20 pounds that year. Uh, Most of my clothes didn't fit anymore. Granted, the clothes that I was forcing myself to fit into were never clothes that, like, truly honored, like, my actual shape or body type. Um, So it made sense that most of them didn't fit anymore because even though I'd gained 20 pounds, I was more, like, at my true weight at that weight than, like, what I had been, like, essentially starving myself because that's what dieting is. And I was pretty miserable. Freshman year was really tough. And I was very unhappy. I was very, very, very unhappy near the end of my freshman year. And praise be to God, I was led to counseling. And what's crazy is that even though I'm going to advocate for counseling throughout the rest of this video... I didn't actually seek it out because I thought I needed help. I just thought this was like normal. I was like, yeah, it sucks and this is totally controlling my life. But I didn't realize to what extent it was um, until I was like, okay, not forced to go, but let me explain. So 
And I apologize, I know this is jumbled and this is pretty crazy, but this is my story. So, I didn't know, I also didn't know, like, what the Lord was calling me to do for study, like a course of study. I went into college undecided and was still undecided near the end of my freshman year. And I had had several professors, friends, family members, etc. tell me that I should look into counseling because... I was a really good listener. I was empathetic. They thought that could be a good fit for me. And I remember one of my professors being like, have you ever experienced counseling? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, it's free here. You should go check it out just to like see what the process is like. And that way you might get a better feel for whether or not it's something you really want to do. And I was like, okay. So crazy, but true. That is how the Lord led me to counseling. So I remember showing up the first day of counseling at college, and I have no idea if this is a standard practice or not, but again, I'm just sharing my story with you. I like show up, they give me a clipboard, and it's like, check mark all the things that apply to you. And it's like, just these endless lists of like struggles. Um... And I don't remember exactly what all I checked, but it was crazy. Like looking at this list and actually being like, oh yeah, like that's kind of a thing in my life. Or, oh yeah, that's that's kind of a thing too. And one of them was negative self-image. Negative self-image, anxiety surrounding eating, anxiety surrounding your body, um, hyper-awareness or hyper-consciousness, something like that. Like being overly aware of your body and like, thinking about your body all the time. So I was like checking all of these boxes and I was like, shoot. And I checked a lot of other things as well, but I get in there and I remember the counselor, God bless her. I remember her being like, so what brought you here? I, like, I, I see all of these struggles. Like what, what would be the biggest reason why you've come or why you've sought counseling? And I remember just honestly telling her, I was like, oh, I'm just here because I, I want to know what counseling's like. <laughs> and I feel like at first she was kind of offended, which makes total sense. But praise be to God, like in the following months, this woman, yeah, just like embraced me and where I was at and all of my struggles. And she just really helped me unpack a lot of things, including the fact that, oh my gosh, like, eating and like my body image and like being just so, so obsessed with those things had taken over my life and stolen my joy and all my happiness and my peace. So it was shortly before the end of freshman year that I had started going to counseling and she told me about this book and I'm going to show you it. I don't know how to say these women's names. Um, I have the um, like link for this book in the description below if you're interested in getting it. But I'm just going to show you it and then I'll read you the title. But my counselor recommended this book to me. So it's called Intuitive Eating, a revolutionary program that works. And the little tagline at the top is make peace with food. Free yourself from chronic dieting forever. Rediscover the pleasures of eating. So my counselor told me about this book. 
she was like, look, it's almost summer. I'm going to be like, you're going to be gone. I'm not going to be able to really be accessible to you for three months. I've heard great things about this book. I recommend you order it and start reading it and working through it on your own. And then when you come back next year, like hit me up and we can like unpack it together. You guys, all I can say is this book has changed my life. I have told so many people that. I've had so many people order this book after me sharing my story. But I have yet to really find anyone <laughs> other than like a couple, like literally one, two, maybe three people who've actually read it and have actually had it change their life because they were actually willing to do this work. So the rest of this video, I just want to share with you bits and pieces of this book. Because I swear to you that God is good and that he led me to this book and that if it wasn't for counseling and wasn't for this work, I would not be healed to the extent that I am. And what that extent is, I would say, is my weight has stabilized um, between first getting my hands on this book five years ago, over five years ago now, and this point, um, a few years ago, my weight finally stabilized. Up until that point, I was like gaining, gaining, gaining weight. My weight has stabilized. Um, I'm no longer afraid of food. My day is not based around food. I don't, yeah, I hardly ever think about like, what I'm going to eat in the day like I used to. Um, I don't wake up just like so stressed out about even getting out of bed because I don't know what to eat or how to eat or yeah, I'm, I'm no longer scared to go to parties or go to events with friends because I'm not afraid of eating too much or even eating at all if I'm truly not hungry. Um, and maybe some of you listening or watching just don't understand this at all. Maybe you are already um, an intuitive eater. I'll get into what that means. Like maybe you already are totally fine and have never struggled with this. But maybe you're watching this video and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, I totally relate to her. And if you do, I just want to share with you how God helped me and maybe this is how he wants to help you too. So, as you can see, I've got a lot of bookmarks here, but I, I want to respect the authors of this work. Again, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, there are a lot of principles in this book and a lot of parts to it that it's not like I... I swear by every single word. Absolutely not. Um, there, there are parts of it that I didn't really adapt for myself because even they admit, like, some of their principles, they're like, if this is too close to dieting for you, just disregard, like, this section or this chapter. So I did. But 
overall, like this has really helped me. And so I just want to like hit a few highlights for the remainder of this episode to kind of share like with you what some next right steps might be for you as far as healing if this is something you struggle with. If no one's ever told you, dieting doesn't work. First and foremost, dieting does not work. And I'm going to read you why. Biologically, your body experiences the dieting process as a form of starvation. Okay, so friend, I want you to know that if you are a person who diets or tells yourself, like, I can't eat this much or whatever, like, you're starving yourself. If you are ever hungry and insist to yourself that, no, I shouldn't eat, like, yes, I know sometimes the spiritual practice of fasting, it is good, it is necessary. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you are hungry, your body needs food, and you're like, no, just because I don't think I should be eating right now in this time of the day, um, you're essentially starving yourself. <coughs> Your cells don't know you are voluntarily restricting your food intake. So your body shifts into primal survival mode. Your metabolism slows down and your food cravings actually escalate. And with each diet, the body learns and adapts, resulting in rebound weight gain. Meaning that if you think you're overweight and you diet and lose weight, what's going to end up happening is more likely than not, you're not only going to gain all that weight back eventually because diets like aren't almost always, um, they're not going to be consistent. They're not going to work in the long run. You're not only going to gain all the weight back, you're going to gain extra weight. Consequently, um, these women who wrote this book, say that many of their patients feel like they are failures because of that, because they like do these diets and then end up not being able to keep up with them because they're totally unrealistic. And then they get all this weight back. Um, so they say, consequently, many of our patients feel like they are a failure, but it is dieting that is failing them. So I just want to speak into that. If you have struggled with diets, your whole life, maybe maybe you are 70 or 80 years old and you've been dieting your entire life. I want you to know that it is not your fault. It is dieting that has failed you. Maybe you are a sixth grade girl or boy and you have been told, kind of like me, like by well-meaning family members and friends that like you should be thinner or you should be more in shape. And if that is you, I want you to know Friend, you are created, my brother and sister, I'm speaking straight to you, like, you are created good. You are created good, and God has given you the the ability to know when you are hungry, what you want to eat, and how much you want to eat. And I want to help you with that. This is how this helped me. Um, So... The premise of intuitive eating is this, is just that. An intuitive eater, they make food choices without experiencing guilt 
or an ethical dilemma. Like, oh my gosh, should I eat this? Should I not? They honor their hunger. So they eat when they're hungry. They respect their fullness, meaning if I am satisfied or full, I'm going to stop eating. And they enjoy the pleasure of eating. That is intuitive eating. The first thing this book does that I really enjoy, um, it identifies, it helps you identify like what kind of eater are you? Praise be to God. At this point in my life, I can truly say I am an intuitive eater. But I want to share with you a little bit of um, some of the other eating styles these women go over because I used to be these other things. Um, So one of them is an unconscious eater. So the trigger for that is eating while doing something else at the same time. So this looks like often being unaware that you're eating or like how much you're eating. So kind of like, am I sitting down in front of the TV and I'm just like eating like a bag of potato chips and I'm not paying attention to that. And then before I know it, the bag's just empty. That's an unconscious eater. There's the chaotic unconscious eater. So meaning that your life is just totally crazy and overscheduled. So it's more like, oh, I don't really have time to eat today. So I'm just going to eat whatever I can like in the next five minutes and then I'm going to go. And then there's the refuse not unconscious eater. This is definitely something that I used to do where the trigger is just the presence of food. So this looks like um, a person being especially, especially vulnerable to candy jars or food present in meetings or sitting openly on the kitchen counter. So it's like I literally like for whatever reason, like I cannot pass up food. I definitely used to be like that. And then there's the emotional unconscious eater, which the trigger is uncomfortable emotions. So stress or uncomfortable feelings trigger eating, especially when alone. So those are just a few different eating styles and different things that I definitely used to experience. But again, the premise of intuitive eating, it's being able to make food choices without guilt, eating when you're hungry, not eating when you're full or satisfied, and just enjoying eating and not having any stress surrounding it. So now I want to share with you, so there are 10 principles of intuitive eating, even though I am going to list them all and just briefly hint on them and then go into more depth with just a couple. Um, This is not to say that like, oh, this video is enough. It is not. I don't want to give away the entire book. So I'm going to try to be very brief, but also um, be helpful to you because I know that this is what I needed to hear and that no one ever told me about it um, for the longest time. So I want want to speak into that if if you need that. So first, by following the 10 principles of intuitive eating, You will normalize your relationship with food. A focus on weight loss must be put on the back burner. Even if you are obese, even if you are overweight and your doctor has told you like, 
if you don't do X, Y, or Z, you're going to get X, Y, or Z, or like these terrible things. Like, I, I can't speak to that fully, but I know for me, um, I remember after my freshman year of college, I was so ashamed because I'd gained so much weight. My mom made me take a test to see if I was going to be diabetic. I know she meant well, but like that was soul crushing. And basically at the end of the test, it was like, if you don't start eating better, you're going to become diabetic. And it was like, wow, awesome. That definitely motivates me to eat better. Not just kidding. It actually triggers me to eat more because I tend to get triggered when my emotions arise. Like I was saying, so if that's you, it sounds really, really counterintuitive, but actually weight loss has to be the last thing. First, just focusing on making peace with food is such a big deal. And that starts with the first principle. So rejecting the diet mentality. So throw out the diet books and magazine articles that offer you the false hope of losing weight quickly, easily, and permanently. Get angry at the lies that have led you to feel as if you were a failure every time a new diet stopped working and you gained back all of the weight. If you allow even one small hope to linger that a new and better diet might be lurking around the corner, it will prevent you from being free to rediscover intuitive eating. Principle one, reject the diet mentality. Principle two, honor your hunger. Keep your body biologically fed with adequate energy and carbohydrates. Otherwise, you can trigger a primal drive to overeat. Carbs are actually good, y'all. Once you reach the moment of excessive hunger, all intentions of moderate conscious eating are fleeting and irrelevant. Learning to honor this first biological signal sets the stage for rebuilding trust with yourself and food. So principle two, honor your hunger. If you are hungry, it is better to eat right then than wait two hours for dinner when you are going to be so maybe ravenously hungry in an hour, which is still an hour away from dinner, that you're not just going to have one snack, you're going to have five snacks because you're so hungry. Honor your hunger. Principle three, make peace with food. Call a truce, stop the food fight. Give yourself unconditional permission to eat. I'm going to say that again. Give yourself unconditional permission to eat. If you tell yourself that you can't or shouldn't have a particular food, it can lead to intense feelings of deprivation that build into uncontrollable cravings and often binging. When you finally give in to your forbidden foods, eating will be experienced with such intensity it, u- it usually results in a last supper, overeating, and overwhelming guilt. So principle three, make peace with food. In other words, 
tell yourself that while you're on this healing journey, you really can eat whatever you want, whenever you want. No foods are forbidden. Everything is fair game. Principle four, challenge the food police. Scream a loud no to thoughts in your head that declare you're good for eating under a thousand calories or bad because you ate a piece of chocolate cake. The food police monitor the unreasonable rules the dieting has created. The police station is housed deep in your psyche and its loudspeaker shouts negative barbs, hopeless phrases, and guilt-provoking indictments. Chasing the food police away is a critical step in returning to intuitive eating. Principle four, challenge the food police. Principle five, feel your fullness. Listen for the body signals that tell you that you are no longer hungry. Observe the signs that show that you're comfortably full. Pause in the middle of a meal or snack and ask yourself how the food tastes and what your current fullness level is. So this one is so good because it helps you to really think while you're eating. Not like, oh, I should stop and decide, do I really, do I really want to keep eating? Like, should I be done? It's just this, like, just check in with yourself. Like, how are you doing? Do you like this meal? Like, does this even taste good? Or are you just eating it to eat? And then feel your fullness. Be like, yeah, I'm at this level right now. Or, oh, I could eat some more. Just feel your fullness. Principle five. Principle six, discover the satisfaction factor. The Japanese have the wisdom to keep pleasure as one of their goals of healthy living. In our fury to be thin and healthy, we often overlook one of the most basic gifts of existence. The pleasure and satisfaction that can be found in the eating experience. When you eat what you really want in an environment that is inviting, the pleasure you derive will be a powerful force in helping you feel satisfied and content. By providing this experience for yourself, you will find that it takes much less food to decide that you've had enough. And that's so true. If you think about it, like one of my favorite things ever now is when I'm like actually hungry, going to a restaurant with like family or friends, having a meal that like actually sounds good to me, enjoying the food and also enjoying the environment, like the company and the place where I'm at. Like there, there truly is nothing like that. Um, God himself, like Jesus himself, like shared meals with his apostles so often. And just in scripture, like I just love those stories because it shows how human it is to have a meal together and how good it is, how good it's supposed to be. So principle six goes along with that. Discover the satisfaction factor as far as eating. Principle seven, cope with your emotions without using food. 
find ways to comfort, nurture, distract, and resolve your emotional issues without using food. Anxiety, loneliness, boredom, and anger are emotions we all experience throughout life. Each has its own trigger, and each has its own appeasement. Food won't fix any of these feelings. It may comfort for the short term, distract from the pain, or even numb you into a food hangover. That's what I was kind of talking about earlier, that I would experience a lot in high school. But food won't solve the problem. If anything, eating for an emotional hunger will only make you feel worse in the long run. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.